Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bat Manta. We're at Season 3, Episode 46, the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap on this very wintry and woolly WA day. Uh, today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna at Roller Games and their Mad for Footy board game, where they're kicking big bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and changing the way footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL-inspired board game is all about, and you can find them on at Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au, that's R-O-L-L-A, to find out a bit more about them, but more importantly, to get your hands on a Mad for Footy board game for you and the family. And uh, we're going to kick things off with a little bit of Super Rugby Pacific. That means some Western Force. Now, just before we head to the pitch and talk about some Western Force, let's talk about some future signings as we welcomed Harry Potter, but not the half-bud prince or the one with the scar, uh, the famous scar, but instead the Leicester Tigers footballer earning 67 caps and largely known as a quality finisher and prolific try scorer. He had a brief stint with the Melbourne Rebels in 2020 before moving to England's top division. Uh, he will arrive in Perth in the coming weeks and get stuck in a pre-season head of the spring series against the Cheetahs in September. Unfortunately, that's where the good news stopped, uh, with the team unable to, to produce a heralded win to secure their spot into the finals of the competition. Uh, they went down 19-43 to to top of the table New Zealand outfit, the Chiefs. And really, for the Chiefs, it was all on the back of a first-half blitz, in particular around the ruck, combined with a rock-solid defence, and all despite missing many of their all-blacks for the trip. Uh, the force went into the main breakdown 7-29. to 29. Uh, Inside the opening 20 minutes alone, they gave up three tries on the counter-attack and uh, conceded four tries to one in the first 40 minutes. In the second half, they were just unable uh, to reel in that big lead. I think it was two tries apiece. So they just were, all the damage was done in the first really 20 or 25 minutes, and they just weren't able to bounce back from there. The force actually had 57% possession, 55% time in opponent's half. And this was on the basis of the Chiefs having 107 more tackles. So they were defending as if their life depended upon it. And it did. But the forces couldn't break the wall of the Chiefs. Uh, the, the team had 58 more car- carries and 55 more rucks won. But only 3 to 13 clean breaks. They, the team had 16 more missed tackles. From the main part of those statistics, it was probably a game where the team in Bully had a lot of possession. Um, but they just couldn't capitalise on it or really make the most of it. Uh, the tries were scored by Carlos Tizano, Tim Ancy, and Max Berry uh, with two of three conversions. Now, as a result, this is season done for the Western Force, unfortunately. Um, the defeat has consigned them to 10th and two points out of finals in their first season under new coach Simon Cron. So, lots and lots of positives. Yeah, that this was only the this was their first game uh, that they lost at home. So they were undefeated um, in in front of their sea of blue at HBF Arena, or sorry, HBF Park, should I say? There's so many HBF stadiums around uh, WA. I think there's three of them. So there's HBF Park, HBF Arena, HBF Stadium. Anyway, that's just a little bit of a fun fact for you. But uh, on the Western Force itself, they had many many positives. But their schedule was just ridiculous. They had I think one or two home games, and then they had to go away 
for a couple of games and then they came home for one and then they had the three game stretch on the road in New Zealand. So three games back to back to back, um, which is just really, really difficult because of, co- of course we are so far away. Um, of course, that, that sort of sets yourself up for a lot of backstretch, you know, home games, which they had. And, you know, we know that they've been so strong at home, but it comes down to winning most of your home games and trying to pinch a couple away and they just weren't able to, you know, that that big loss right at the very start, um, you know, to, to Queen land that 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 was uh you know terrible um the big loss to uh, melbourne rebels only a couple of weeks ago where they would have gone into that game really expecting a positive result and it just didn't come uh and then even even the big loss uh, to to the waratahs which was a way too you know that they didn't see that coming they just sort of di- didn't dish up what they needed to but it wasn't just playing three games in new zealand um, they weren't even playing in the main capital cities that was sort of um off broadway off broadway like double double off Broadway um you know it, it was another couple of hours to get to these uh, regional areas so you know that they weren't they weren't treated kindly and harshly to the schedule but you know you, you have to play who who you can and who you need to and, and wherever it is you just have to show up anywhere anytime any place you got to have that mentality and that attitude they haven't got it yet but I like the way that they're going Simon Cron seems to be a terrific coach um they've got personnel um you know that their scouting has been terrific so far and uh as i said lots and lots of positives for them heading into the new season but we're going to leave it there for the western force and we'll touch base once they make more and more signings over the coming uh you know weeks and of course uh we do know as we sort of just touched on earlier they do have the spring series against the cheetahs in september so we'll be we'll be back with the western force in a couple of months but uh for now for the sea of blue we're out, and let's now talk a bit of Suncorp Super Netball, and that means our team in green, the West Coast Fever. To pass is Ariang with the interception. That's a massive play from the Diamonds goal defence. And if they can drain this, well, that's going to be the exclamation point, isn't it? Well, that's why she's in the side. Firstly, Ariang with the interception. And then it was all finished off by Sasha Glasgow. Alright, we have to acknowledge this player, Alice Teague Neal. It was her 100th match on the weekend after moving to the West back in 2018. She's having another brilliant season heading into the round. She was actually sitting first for goal attempts and first for centre pass receives. Since transitioning to the new role of wing attack under coach Dan Ryan when he came in as well. So, yep, she's just going swimmingly at the moment. She was a big part of last year's premiership. Now, to the co- to the court, and boy, was it a win that they needed. Uh, they had to dig deep for it, though, prevailing over the Sunshine Coast Lightning 69-65, and they did it in front of a record regular season crowd of 10,764. So, uh, the Sea of Green, I guess we're going to call it, they just packed it in hard and you know right up to the top top rung of rafters so well done uh, west coast fifa fans you did us proud um they did what they normally do bursting out of the blocks with a 20 goal first quarter to lead by seven uh, which then grew to 10 goals at the main break but then came the pushback from the lightning albeit it was a door left ajar by the fifa um they they lost the third and the fourth by three goals apiece to walk away with only a four goal victory so yes positives great first halves great first quarters as they normally do but they're still just leaving the door ajar for, to, for teams uh, to come and get them and in particular take note that there's still plenty of room for improvement after only winning four of 12 final quarters this season we know that that is their weak point and a strong weakness and teams are aware of that too and they're capitalizing on it and they've actually come out in front of it of course that uh, is supported by the four one goal losses there are only four losses of the season 
Now the team had and gave up 20 more penalties plus nine in contacts that they gave up. But on the plus side, they had three more games, two more defensive rebounds, and 12 deflections. And from an individual player perspective, Janelle Fowler, yes, she passed the 5,000 goal mark five minutes into the third quarter. On the back of her 54-58 during the game, it simply is just a remarkable achievement. She is the best player in the world in that position, and that is no, you know, outlandish statement. She just is. It's plain fact. Um, Sasha was dynamite in the GA with five of six goals and five super shots, but she does need to tidy up her team high eight turnovers. To Verity Simmons, who was one of the stars of the show with 33 feeds and 22 goal assists, but a notable mention goes to Alice Teague Neal with 25 assists and 33 feeds. And as usual, Captain Courtney Bruce took all in defense with four gains, seven deflections, and all three of the team's defensive rebounds. Now, with a Collingwood upset on the weekend over the Thunderbirds, suddenly the top two is not that far away. So they're certainly in in a, in a great position to get get and work their way back to the top two. First is certainly out of reach, but second is not. Uh, they play the GWS Giants uh, again home uh, with their last game against Collingwood, uh, who of course have you know n- not a lot to play for. Um, as we know, Collingwood are officially going to be out of the competition. Uh, until someone you know brings them back in or you know a new license is given to possibly Tasmania but that's where they do actually play their last game they play Collingwood in Tassie of all places and yes the team that's furthest away from Tasmania has to play like Western Australia the West Coast Fever has to play Collingwood in, in Tasmania just makes no sense at all for mine we've already uh, being down this path, so we're not going to go through it again. But yes, all is in their hands. Uh, similar to the Western Force last week, um, if they keep winning, hopefully a bit of a bit more luck goes their way. Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds, maybe drop a game or two, and they could possibly catapult them. But we'll see what happens. They got the win, which is the most important thing, and they still keep their faint top two hopes alive. We're going to leave it now for the West Coast Viva. We're going to stay on the hard court. We're going to stay in the arena. Uh, where this team also plays too. And that means some Perth Wildcats. Listen to the hiss, listen to the growl. Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Can you feel the heat? Listen to their feet. Tearing up the cotton, building up the heat. Here we come. Oh no, here we come. Oh no, here we come. Yeah, Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Watch out if you're in the way. Yeah, let's add on some more signings, more player personnel announcements and spots for the 2023-2024 squad. Uh, filled firstly with development player and New Zealand teenage talent, six foot three point guard Dante Russo Nance on a three-year deal with the final two years of his contract seeing him elevated to the main roster. Now playing in the New Zealand NBL last year for Auckland, uh, where he won the Youth Player of the League, he averaged 15.6 points, 4.9 rebounds, 4.6 assists and 2.8 seals across 16 games. Very tidy numbers indeed. And yet another young player with athleticism, uh, you know, agility, and you know, can play a number of different positions added to the roster. Um, now, earlier this year, he was actually selected as one of the top 40 international prospects from around the world to compete in the Basketball Without Borders Global Camp in Salt Lake City, taking place during the All-Star Weekend. So he's got potential for years and years to come. Now, just quickly, some off-court news before we come back to one last signing off-court. Pentanet have actually ended their principal partnership with the club after five years. So a statement was just put out to congratulate them, and I'm sure that um, the club is very much 
you know, on, on the front foot and looking to announce who, who their major sponsor uh, and principal partner is going to be for the next period of time. So watch this space. Uh, but lastly, he's going on for his 15th season. And for mine, this is a bit of a curious decision to re-sign and for Jesse himself to recommit, as in Jesse wags after the club for the upcoming season. The only thing that I can really see after having a bit of a think about is they've pretty much gutted the whole roster, and he is, you know, the only bit of continuity, consistency, and, you know, keeps the club standards up. He'll be right at the very end of the rotation. He might be getting five to ten minutes a night, which is fine, because that's all he should be getting. He shouldn't be getting anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes. Otherwise, if he is, that means the team is in a bit of strife. But he did join the club all the way back in 2009 and will now have the second longest run and tenure in the club's history with 445 games under his belt. He's won six NBL championships and played in a record um, number of NBL grand finals as well. So that's it. Um, one player very much at the start and beginning of his career and another player who's right at the very end. But from a culture perspective and, you know, and of course that C word gets thrown around a lot, you know, the culture part of it, but it probably is a smart decision just to keep someone who has, you know, been been a firebrand and a mainstay of, of the club for so long just to set the standards for everyone else to follow. So for that perspective, it's probably smart and we'll just leave it there. All right, that is it. That is the end of the episode, season three, episode 46, where we announce some nice players re-signings and a new signing for the Perth Wildcats. Uh, the West Coast Fever are back on the winners list yet again uh, with their final two games to come, uh, one at home and one in Tasmania. And then the Western Force, well, their season is done. Okay, so unfortunately, that they had uh, everything line up for them. Uh, if they would have won straight into the, they would have been in the finals after some uh, other results went their way. Um, but unfortunately, they just couldn't make the most of the team that was dished up to them. And hey, it's a learning experience, a learning curve. I'm sure they'll bounce back harder and stronger next season. But for Bat Banter, if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram. And whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon or the evening, it's been an absolute privilege to have you on board. And uh, as I said, look after yourself. Stay safe. And from uh, Adam Bat, yours truly, we, I look forward to touching base with you and all of our teams on the WA domestic sporting scene. But I'm out for now.